G-E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! All right, welcome back, everybody. Another edition of Believe in Eagles. It is week one, and don't forget to like, rate, review, subscribe to Believe in Eagles. Give me a five-star review. Give me a comment. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Let's talk Eagles here on Believe. And, of course, wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcasting platform, we've got the best Eagles conversation for you here in the podcasting world. And for week one, it's the Eagles and the Patriots. We're going to break it all down. Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports is here. And uh, we're going to look at the Eagles and Patriots matchup from a couple different angles. But we're also going to look at this Eagles team and roster, the 53 that they've put together to get ready for this, Jeff. And obviously the Eagles have high expectations. I want to start with this question for you, my friend. Last year, the Eagles' biggest question and unknown was Jalen Hurts. That was unquestionably the number one thing they needed to find out. Do they have a number one question entering Sunday that you want to find out more about? I'd like to know who the punter is. How's that, Mike Gill? I, I really want to know if it's going to be Aaron Sippus or if they're bringing somebody in. I, I, I mean, it is funny how they don't have a punter on the depth chart right now, but it's like the little things, like the punter, the kick returner, the punt returner, by the way, that's going to be Britton Covey. But we all know who's going to be the kick returner. We all know who's punting. It, it, it's little things like that. Like, overall, it's a loaded team. I'm curious to see who the inactives are going to be. I was trying to guess the seven inactives with our buddy John McMullen the other day, seeing, you know, just trying to get a glimpse there. But overall, if you look at the talent on this team, they're one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. What concerns me is what's going to happen if a key player gets hurt, say A.J. Brown, say Devonta Smith. Um, you know, say Darius Slay, James Bradbury. Yeah. The, the depth on this team is going to be tested this year. Yeah. Uh, it, this I, team is as deep as last year. I, I think that injuries, something that's not able to be legislated, injuries, is the biggest problem. If they lose somebody on the corner, if they lose someone at linebacker, if they lose one of their wide receivers, if they lose an offensive lineman, do they have enough depth? You know, last year at offensive line, you know, Jordan Mailata gets hurt. Okay, Andre Diller was a former first-round pick. You plug him in. Isaac Sayamala gets hurt. Uh, you had Cam Jurgens kind of waiting in the wings. You never had to get to that point. But Jack Driscoll's played a little bit. But how, how durable are some of these guys going to be? This team was uncanny with their health last year, Jeff. And I think for me, that's the biggest question. Can they get through – not only 17 weeks, can they get all the way to the finish line without having any major injuries derailing this season? Because I don't know that the depth is quite as comfortable as you would like. Yeah, and it's the NFL. You know, guys are going to get hurt, unfortunately. I mean, look at the Chiefs, for example. Travis Kelsey had a bone bruise this week in practice. In practice. Wasn't even the game. They got the Chris Jones hold Like. It's funny how the Chiefs are defending Super Bowl champions, yet they seem to have all this, not manufactured drama, but there's definitely issues in that roster. Now, you go to the Eagles, it's that same problem could persist if, like you said, if someone on the offensive line goes down, if the cornerback goes down. I think they're fine if they lose the defensive lineman for a couple weeks. I think they're fine if they lose Jalen Hurts for a week or two. But the overall depth on this team is going to be tested. It's it's still a good team. It's still a talented roster. But I feel this year it's more 
top heavy. Like you said, there's no Andre Dillard to kind of replace Jordan Malata. Well, listen, you know, A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, you know, they made it through the whole season last year. If they have to miss, you know, a game or two, an ankle injury, a groin, a hamstring, where you're missing three, four weeks, I, I, they only have four receivers on the roster. Do you feel comfortable that if A.J. Brown missed time, that this offense is going to continue to just churn out the passing yards? Uh, I know Devonta Smith can be a number one, and a lot of people like him, but if you're plugging in Quez Watkins as the other guy, I think this team definitely takes a step back there. The one area where I think uh, that is really concerning, uh, you mentioned defensive line. I think it's somebody, you know, because Fletcher Cox, he's obviously getting older. Brandon Graham, he's getting older. I think if you lost one of those guys, you do have the depth. But wide receiver, if you lost someone there for a couple of weeks, I'm not sure that you have a a, a suitable replacement. Um, at safety, I mean, right now, if Reed Blankenship got hurt, what are you gonna you're gonna roll with Terrell Evans, Justin Evans? You got Sidney Brown. I think that's definitely a concern. At corner, if Bradbury or Slay went down, you're going with Josh Job for an extended period of time. I think those are some things that you uh, should be concerned about. Uh, I would agree. And, look, I think Josh Job can play in this league, but he really hasn't yet. Uh, he's looked good in camp. He's looked good in the preseason. There's a big difference between Darius Slate, James Bradbury, and Josh Job. The Eagles got some young talent at corner. It's just unproven talent. Uh, All-ball linebacker. What's going to happen if Nicobe Dean or Zach Cunningham go down? You cut Nicholas Morrow. I know you brought him back on the practice squad, but you still cut the guy. I mean, you kept someone else over him. I'm worried about that. Interior of the offensive line. You cut Sue Opeta for Josh Sills last year. Now you cut Josh Sills for Sue Opeta. You got to know what you got in Sue Opeta. I know he can play both guard spots, but if Jason Kelsey goes down, you're moving Cam Jurgens over the center. You're not playing uh, whoever. There, there isn't another option. So now you got to replace right guard, which is what Jeff Stalin doesn't want to do. It will be Tyler Steen, but that's not the point. It's The depth on this team is going to be tested. Like you said, wide receiver. Wes Watkins really going to play the outside? You don't have an outside receiver outside of Smith or Brown. I think you got to find one. I think you got to get one. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, uh, taking a look at this Eagles season as week one is here. They're taking on the New England Patriots. Let's take a look a little bit at the matchup, Jeff. Uh, obviously, Bill Belichick. Is Bill Belichick still Bill Belichick to you? You know, in other words, uh, I think it's interesting. I was asked a question on another show regarding – the coordinators. Which coordinator will we learn more about? And my answer was, I think Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's got to go into his first game as a play caller up against Bill Belichick. But does Bill Belichick still have fear in other teams? As a head coach, no. Not in my eyes. As a defensive mind, yes. Uh, I still respect Bill Belichick, the defensive mastermind. That Patriots defense was really good last year. And they're going to be really good again this year. I don't question that. But I question Bill Belichick's ability to A, draft, and B, build a complete roster because that offense is not good. Uh, you know, he ruined Mac Jones last year just by putting Matt Patricia as his offense coordinator, as his play caller. And they kept Joe Judge on the staff with it. No wonder why the kid's having problems. And, yeah, Rhea Madre Stevens is a good back. They have nothing to throw to, essentially. They had Juju, but, okay, Juju. You know, it's not he's not a number one wide receiver. Mike Kosicki's a nice pickup. But you're relying on 12 personnel there, and the offensive lining is good. I mean, I, I always said the Patriot way was really the Brady way. I think Tom Brady was the actual cog and what made that shit, uh, uh, that engine, whatever whatever the saying is, go. But Bill Belichick was, a de was always a great defensive coach, and he still is. But 
this is not the same franchise about Tom Brady. All right, let me ask you this question for the matchup, Jeff Kerr. Uh, we know Bill Belichick likes to take away your strength. If he says, I'm taking something away this week against the Eagles, who's he taking away? Is it A.J. Brown? Is it Devonta Smith? Is it Dallas Goddard? Is he saying you're not going to run the ball against us? What is the game plan against this Eagles offense if Bill Belichick does what Belichick likes to do? He takes away the head of the snake and says, go ahead and do whatever else. What's the game plan? You're going to have to think and dunk me at that. You are not beating me for 30, 40-yard passes. That big play offense is gone. You're not beating me on these big plays to A.J. Smith. Uh, A.J. Smith. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. You put uh, them yeah. together. I, I just, you just paired them up together. You're not going to – the two of them combined aren't beating <laughs> us over the top. No, but that would be – I mean, they pretty much are, you know, an elite receiver all on their own. But, yeah, you're right. Those two are not – they're not going to beat me. You're going to have to dink and dunk your way down the field, and we're going to stop you in the red zone. We are going to prevent you from scoring touchdowns. That is going to be the trick. You, you can get your, all your yards, fine. You're not getting in that end zone, and I know one way you get in that end zone is big plays. But if you get a first a goal, okay, fine. But, you know, Jalen Hurts is sneaking in. But overall, you're, you're just not beating us on a deep play to Quez Watkins. You're not beating us on a deep play to, got, to Dallas Goddard, uh, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. That's what they got to protect from the Eagles, and they can do it. Yeah, I, I know Bill Belichick praised uh, the Eagles' defensive line. You take a look at that side of the ball for Philadelphia. Let's flip over there a little bit. And uh, Belichick uh, praised, and so did Mac Jones, by the way, the defensive line. I think this is an interesting matchup this week when you take a look at the Eagles' strength is clearly their defensive line. Patriots got all sorts of problems up front. So I think Sean Desai could – burst onto the scene and be a cult hero right off the bat. We all know John Gannon was not the most popular guy in town when he left, whether you blame him or don't. That being said, I think the side can come in and really have a big impact in week one. You know, Mike, it, it always did bug me with the Gannon thing. How can you say a defensive coordinator is only as good as his talent, but yet you praise Jim Johnson, Buddy Ryan? but you don't praise Jonathan Gam. I, I've never understood that. I'm, a, I'm not a Jonathan Gam fan. I'm just saying, you know, make it make sense. Hey, listen, right? I, I, I have not been a Jonathan Gannon hater either. I, either. I look at it like this. Did he do a great job? I don't know. The numbers suggest that he did. All I look at is this. The talent that he had, you might say, well, he had great talent. The talent that he had, they've played for other coordinators. None of them had a better season than they had last year. So yep. he got more out of those guys than any other coordinator was able to get. Hassan Reddick, he played in two other cities. Never was he able to get 18 and a half sacks or approach that number. You had Javon Hargrave, double-digit sacks. He didn't do that in Pittsburgh. He did that here, playing for John Gannon. You had Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who had six interceptions. He led the league. He didn't do that in New Orleans. He did that playing here. So, listen, I have every – there's no perfect coordinator out there. Gannon had flaws, no question, and he had a hand in why they lost the Super Bowl. But he certainly was the least of their issues um, and for a team that didn't have a lot of issues, mind you. But I think Sean Desai is going to get to walk into a situation where he can win people over week one. Oh, I agree. And just because – Sean Desai still has a great defensive line. He has Josh Sweat. He has Hassan Reg. He has Brandon Graham. He has Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carr. He's not going to change much in this defense. It's going to look 
the same. Yeah, we're going to see a little bit more box nickel than before. But overall, it's basically the same type of scheme. Like, the Eagles want to hire Vic Fangio because they don't want to change much on the defense. And so, yeah, Sean Desai, this defense, I wouldn't be shocked they got five or six sacks week one just because of what they did last year. He's going the blitz, not as much as uh, you would say a Jim Johnson or a Buddy Ryan or whoever, you know, Buck Carson, wherever you want. That, that's just not the NFL anymore. But he's going to rush four, and they're going to get home. And that's about my – by the way, I also got to kind of defend Gannon on this. This is what happens when you cover the league. There were the most double-digit comebacks ever in NFL history in a season last year. And it happened again in the Super Bowl. So I don't want to hear the Eagles blew a 10-point lead in the Super Bowl. No, everybody blew a 10-point lead last year. That's why they had the most ever in NFL history. The average margin of victory was close throughout the league. It was the closest margin of victory for teams ever. The Eagles were the one team where that did not happen. So, you know, they played a close game. They lost. Okay, they scored 35 points in the Super Bowl. They lost. We also faced Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That's like facing Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in their prime. You know, it's – you know, Let's just be realistic. Well, listen, here. Uh, I, you're right, and and the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2017 where their defense did not play great in the game, but they, but they made, made the play. a play. That was the problem with Gannon's defense last year. They were known for making a play essentially all season long, and in the biggest game, they didn't make that play. And there's a variety of reasons why. You're playing Patrick Mahomes. You're up against Andy Reid. I hate to bring the field into the mix here, but that field was a disaster, and who knows what's different about that game. I know both teams had a play on it, but I would like to see both teams playing on an optimal field. Forget the Eagles for a second here. Bring the Chiefs into the mix. I'd like to see the Chiefs and the Eagles play on a field that is NFL quality. Call me crazy, all right? Uh, We will see that week 11, we think, right? We think. Uh, (laughs) That said, this Eagles team um, certainly has – I think when you look at the offensive side of the ball, you know, the, the biggest change is obviously right guard and at the running back position. Is this Eagles offense better this year or was the team last year going to be the better offense? It's yeah, going to be tough. It's interesting because the right guard position, I think, is maybe a slight downgrade, right? I think Sam is a little bit more accomplished, and I think he deserves to say, hey, I'm a little bit better – but do you like the running back room better? And, of course, everybody else is the same. So this is how I look at it. You get another year of development with, J- with Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, he's throwing new, Dallas Goddard, he's throwing new. You know, they, they could work on stuff a full offseason. So they're all together again. As in the running back room, I think that the receiving game is better because of the presence of DeAndre Swift, because Kenny Gainwell's going to have a bigger role. I think – the combination of Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift is better than Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott, whoever he had last year. I, I think it's deeper. But I think Nick Sirianni wants that number one running back, and we just don't have it. Uh, we don't, I think they want it to be Rashad Penny. I think they want it to be Kenny Gainwell. I think they want it to be DeAndre Swift, but none of them have really taken the range yet. They want that guy. They don't have that guy right now. But that could be a good thing because they can mix the match. They can keep these guys fresh. But I'm telling you, Mike Gill, Rashad Penny is going to be a huge difference maker on this team come November, December. Uh, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, Eagles, Patriots. We're breaking it down right here. Um, I think um, when I look at this matchup, obviously this Patriots team's not the same. 
Uh, their offensive line has a lot of issues. I think they lack weapons on the outside. Uh, the quarterback needs to show a little bit more. I think he regressed last year. I don't know if it's all his fault. I thought he played much better as a rookie. They had all sorts of crazy coordinator issues there. But if you're Philadelphia's defense against the Patriots, what concerns you the most on Sunday? Uh, not getting off the field. So what happens if Bill Belichick runs the ball to death and controls the time of possession? That's what I worry about. I worry about the Eagles' run defense. It's going to be tested because you have Riamondre Stevenson. You are going to have the best version of Ezekiel Elliott this year. And keep in mind, Ezekiel Elliott was the worst running back in football last year. But it's week one. He'll be fresh. So he might have some juice left in him, if you want to say that. But overall, that's what you got to do. You got to stop the run. You got to get off the field. You got to make tackles. Uh, the Eagles were not a good tackling team last year. I think they could be a little better this year because they have the Kobe Dean. I, I Again, the Kobe Dean would have been much better if he had TJ Edwards or uh, Kaiser White with him. But overall, th- that's pretty much what you got to do. I, I still say the goal in this game is to score 20 points. Um, 24 would be completely safe. But if you score 20, there's a good chance you're going to beat this New England team. Yeah, uh, I, you know, that's the problem for me if I'm in New England right now. I, I just think I'm too limited on offense, especially in a game where – Look, I have a offensive line that is kind of in shambles at this moment, and I'm playing a Philadelphia team that is deep on the defensive front. Now, you play Philadelphia six, eight weeks from now, and a couple guys maybe are nicked up and maybe not playing. Different story, maybe. But I think um, the, the defensive line for the, for the Eagles will really set the tone in this game. My question really will be, too, Bill Belichick, I know we talk about defensive mind, but on the offensive side of the ball, I would think – that you mentioned Mike Gazicki, Penn State guy, which I'm not happy about Penn State beating my Mountaineers, but uh, it is what I'm it sorry. is. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike Hill. You know, they had to do the backdoor. <laughs> Jeff Kerr is yeah. a Penn State guy. I'm a West Virginia guy. I knew what was coming, all right? So I didn't talk a lot of smack. I knew what was coming, man. <laughs> um, but Mike Gazicki is a very athletic tight end. Uh, people in our area, the Atlantic City area here, Gene Allen, the head basketball coach at Atlantic City High School, He'll tell you about Mike Gazicki dunking all over his Vikings in a playoff game. He has probably still nightmares about Mike's basketball career, but he's a very athletic tight end. Try to get Mike Gazicki lined up or matched up with Zach Cunningham when he's on the field, and that could be a problem for you. Oh, I agree. And that's why I liked when the Patriots got him for when they got him. It's okay, now you got a weapon who, look, he's a tight end, but let's be realistic here. He's more of a slot receiver that yeah. plays tight end. He is. A, a matchup nightmare. He just wasn't a fit in Miami anymore, what Mike McDaniel wanted to do. So now he's back to with Bill O'Brien. Hey, and, guy, and Jeff, guy we, guy know, him, by the way. we know what New England likes to do with their tight ends when they have a Gronk, when they had a, a Hernandez. Uh, those two guys, they were outstanding. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get Mike Gizicki into almost when you look at their receiving core. You mentioned Juju, uh, Devontae Parker, who, by the way, if you remember a game against the Eagles when he played in Miami, Devontae Parker had a field day against a, a Philadelphia team a couple of years ago. Uh, and, you know, Kendrick Bourne, I mean, they are limited in terms of their receiving core. I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Henry, another guy who's a pretty talented tight end, and Mike Gizicki have the big days for New England. Yeah, they're going to 12 personnel, the Eagles to death. Yeah, I, I was just about to mention Hunter Henry to you. It's, that's going to be a problem, especially if the Patriots get in the red zone. Uh, yeah, that's – that's where I think the personnel dictates it's going to be Zach Cunningham this week. 
But I, I wouldn't be shocked if Nicholas Morrow got that call up because he has played safety before, and I think he could really help them in, in that department. So, again, there's a reason why Nicholas Morrow is still around here and still in the practice squad. They, they need coverage linebackers. You know, I'm not sure Nicobe Dean could do it. Zach Cunningham says he's working on it. But Christian Ellis may be one of the best options there, too. All right, uh, Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports, uh, Eagles, and, of course, uh, the Patriots. They start off. Any? Uh, let's bring in the the outside factors. Tom Brady's going to be in attendance. Any uh, any uh, concern that there's going to be so much emotion in that building that the Patriots, or is it one of those situations where there's so much emotion in that building and the Patriots fall flat? I don't think it's going to affect anybody on the Patriots team. You know what my biggest concern is with week one, Michael, and – Everybody hates when I say it, but you don't know you suck in week one. I think the Patriots suck. I don't think they're going to be good this year, but they don't know that, especially week one. Everybody's 0-0. It's it's a free-for-all. It's literally the hardest week to predict on the NFL calendar. you got 425 game, national TV, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, all this stuff. You're at home. And, oh, by the way, you're facing the and defending against you're the also facing the one team – that nobody's picking in that division. I mean, some people like Buffalo. Some people like the Jets. Some people like Miami. Nobody seems to like New England. I don't. I, I think they're going to win five games. Wow, a five-gamer. So, let's bounce off of that. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports. You say New England wins five. Is Sunday one of them? No. Um, I, I think the Eagles are just too talented, like, like, like we said. The, the offensive line, defensive line, I think. I always pick my games with the trenches. That's why I picked the Eagles with the Super Bowl last year, but I also said the Chiefs. I actually, I, if I remember correctly, I think I renected it because I I picked the Eagles to win, and I said, well, wait a minute, Chiefs offensive line is pretty good, so that's offensive line. The Eagles have faced all year, so I changed it because the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But yeah, I always go with the trenches, and Eagles just have such a mismatch here. They should feast on Sunday. Yeah, I got uh, Philadelphia thirty-five thirteen is my pick. Philadelphia. 35-13. Like Just too many weapons. If Bilicek says, I'm going to take this guy out, they'll go to that guy. You take that guy out, they'll go to the other guy. Too many questions, not enough answers from the Patriots. They do have a solid defense, but I think this one gets away from them. Probably turn the ball over. I think the Eagles get a lot of sacks or pressure on the quarterback. Not enough weapons for the Patriots. I think I like Philadelphia pretty handily here. I'll go 35-13. Jeff Kerr. I, I will say this. The Detroit Lions were a much tougher week one opponent last year. Yes. You know, that's an interesting – it's a great point by you. They played a Lions team that not a lot of people thought highly of, and then the Lions gave them a game, and people were like, you couldn't even beat the Lions. Turns out the Lions were a pretty good team and are now a pretty good team this year. I don't know at the end of the year we're going to look back and say, man, that Patriots team, you know, you beat a really good Patriots team. I think you're beating a Patriots team that might be a little down on their luck. This year. All right. Jeff Kerr, CBS Sports at Jeff Kerr, CBS. And uh, he was kind enough to join us right here on Believe in Eagles. And uh, we'll hope to have Jeff back throughout the season uh, next week, wrapping up the Patriots game. And then Thursday night, Eagles, Vikings in Philadelphia. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Sounds good, Mike. By the way, I still don't know how I feel about having two game. It's the first five days of the season. And then it, you it's play, gonna feel weird. And then the following week you got a Monday nighter. Yeah, it, it's I will say this. We looked at this season. We looked at this on the show the other day, Jeff. There are no 
Eagles Phillies conflicts. You have Eagles Thursday night Phillies are off. Eagles Monday night Phillies are off. And then Sunday, you have Eagles at 425, Phillies at 1 o'clock. The only game where there's a little crossover is the Phillies season finale is on a Sunday at 310, and the Eagles actually play that week at 1 o'clock. So you'll have the Eagles up until 4, and then you can flip over. You'll be in like the third or fourth inning of the Phillies game. So there's not a lot of crossover until, of course, the playoffs. Um, by the way, the way the wild card is going, the Phillies will probably have a wild card spot clinched. But, I, I, I mean, I'm sure them and the Cubs are going to be going neck and neck for that uh, first wild card spot in that home. But that could be clinched by then, too. Bold prediction. All right, Jeff Kerr. Thanks, buddy. Jeff, yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Mike. All right, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports. He will be uh, helping us out uh, here on Believe in Eagles. We'll talk to him, uh, getting you ready for the matchups, looking back at the matchups. He does a great job. Make sure you follow him at Jeff Kerr CBS. And, of course, uh, we'll be back looking back at the Eagles and Patriots next week and looking ahead to the Eagles and the Vikings. Like, rate, review, subscribe to Believe in Eagles. And, of course, you can do that easily on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to the show. We'll be back with another fresh edition next week. Eagles, Patriots, I got the Eagles winning 35-13. And we'll look back at it next week right here on Believe in Eagles. Have a great one, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.